Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How is it? It is a Canadian Thanksgiving as I record this, so happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you and yours. Don't buy those uh, Brax uh, Thanksgiving candy corns. They look terrible. Sure, they taste terrible. So, little little heads up if you see them. Don't be adventurous. Uh, this week we got some. We got a lot of hockey. Holy Dinah! Uh, sweet for Team Maryland. Uh, Navy went up to NYU. Navy's women went down to Liberty. Navy's D three stayed at home. Uh, Towson men and women they were playing Loyola University. Their women were playing. Uh, Maryland's women's team was playing as well. Stevenson's D two had some issues, but their D three went up to Adrian, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as we get to it. Of course, we got the players, but first we'll start off with the Maryland Black Bears, who uh, coming into this weekend in a tie for first place in the East Division with the Northeast Generals, who came into town for the first time, I think, in um, two weeks. Uh, I don't know. Well, for the first time this year, and then I think they're coming back again in two weeks. I'm not entirely sure how the schedule works. Um, So we'll get to those scheduling situations here in a bit. But first, the matter at hand. Friday, Saturday set, and the Black Bears set the tone, probably for the, possibly for the rest of the season. Let's fingers crossed for the rest of the season as they swept the Northeast Generals first on Friday six to two, and then on Saturday four to one. We'll start with Fridays, and they got off uh, to a quick start. Maryland kind of pacing the offensive situation for themselves, and then six seventeen into the uh, frame, Dylan Wagner, he's uh, Johnny on the spot, puts it home. Rebound from a Jacob Brockman shot. That's a Wagner's third of the year. Brockman fourth assist. Ryan Bottrell with his 11th assist as well. And then uh, less than 30 seconds later, Jesse Horacek gets in front of a big Philip Tornquist shot, tips it in there, and that makes it 2 nothing. Very quick. Uh, that's Horacek's first of the year. Tornquist's first assist of the year, apparently. I doubt that's kind of unbelievable. In all honesty, but we'll go with it. Brandon Pico on the secondary with that one. And then we get ourselves a power play late into the period. And Brad McNeil in front finding the loose puck uh, from a Vlad Polagashko uh, shot. And then he puts it home his second of the year. Uh, Polagashko, his first assist. Luke Van Wy, his ninth on the power play. So 3 nothing Off to a good start. Going to the second. Northeast strikes back uh Early as they get Adam Smith his uh, first of the season, less than five minutes in, and then Philip Tornquist just goes ahead, throws one on to the net, and away he goes. His fifth of the year, Aiden Bruich, his first assist. Matthew Davies, his fourth assist. David Anderchuk late in the second period gets uh, the uh, Generals to within two, his third of the season. And then the third, the Black Bears did not let up on this one. On the power play, hammer. Hammer down, baby, as uh, Philip Tornquist gets his second of the game, sixth of the year on the power play. Van Wy, his 10th assist. Connor Cole, sixth uh, assist as well. Then five minutes after that, 5.06 to be precise, Ryan Bottrell puts home his fourth uh, off a uh, great play by Aiden Bruich and Laker Aldridge there on the four check, and then away we go. Bruich is second of the game, second of the season. Laker Aldridge his second of the season, and that's all she wrote. Six to two, the finale on that one. Morelli twenty-two saves in the winning effort, and of course the second game is always the hardest to win in a weekend, as what I've been told. And uh, the Black Bears kind of uh, kind of knew that going into it, and away they went. 
get themselves the 4-1 victory. No scoring in the first. Kind of a different scenario in this one on Saturday. It seemed that Northeast uh, realized what was uh, what was wrong, what was ailing them. The game was a little too wide open. They tightened it up a little bit, tight checking, and they kind of took the advantage offensively in the first period, first two periods uh, to be exact in this one. But the Black Bears strike uh, shorthanded almost midway through the second period. Trace Johnson just throws one on net after Ryan Bottrell and Miles Gunty had a short two-on-one. Johnson gets the puck at the point, throws it on his first in the NHL. Bottrell his 12th assist, Gunty his fifth assist of the year. A little more back and forth as it goes, but then Ryan Bottrell just takes up a uh, Sean Kilcullen pass, goes up the right wing, goes hard, just goes down into the corner, cuts across to the middle, finds Connor Cole, who's streaking to the net. Connor Cole's first of the season for the captain. Uh, Bottrell, 13 assist of the year. Sean Kilcullen, fourth assist of the year on that one. A third period, Maryland wasted no time to get it up 3-0. Brandon Piku from his knees in a scrum in front with four Northeast Journals around him, bats it out of midair. And that's his fifth of the season. Jacob Brockman, his fifth assist. Connor Cole, his seventh assist. David Andrews on the power play on a 6-1-4 situation, too. Northeast really trying to pull it out there, trying to get everything out there, maybe to tie this game up. They get it to 3-1, but then uh, with a minute and 35 left, empty net. Elliott puts it home. Uh, Elliott Leroux, his second of the year. Brad McNeil on the assist after a great forecheck at the blue line by McNeil, uh, making sure that that puck did not get across center. And then uh, empty net Elliott, his second empty netter of the year. And that will do it. Luca DePasco, a big, big weekend for him. 33 saves was crucial on a couple of stops there. And uh, you know what? He had a great, a great weekend. His uh, second win of the season. His first one came at the showcase, I do believe. So the Black Bears, as we stand right now, as the Crow Flies are in first place, not only in the uh, East Division, but in the NAHL, uh, tied for first with the Springfield Blues. Uh, the Blues will get the advantage because they have eight regulation wins. Black Bears on a four-game point streak, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, as they'll go to Jamestown. The uh, The return of the Rebels in this one. They are currently 5-4-1 and one on the season, just over that 500 mark. And, uh, you know, a whole new team, whole new thing. Uh, if you're on Hockey TV, you'll see a very weird view of the game. So you got that going for you. But uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a heck of a showdown, as everyone will be from this point forward. And just looking at the top of the pops, first time in forever, I believe. So I don't think Wilmer Skoog got up here. Ryan Bottrell leading the NAHL in points, 17 points uh, in 12 games. That's four goals, 13 assists, a 1.42 points per, per game average. So awesome to see a Maryland Black Bear at the top of the chart. And then at 11th, Luke Van Wy leading all defensemen in points with 13, three goals and 10 assists uh, in 12 games played. So Maryland uh, kind of uh, ruling the roost. I mean, I'm looking for defense now. And uh, Luke, uh, Luke Van Wyn is the only one on the first sheet when it comes to defensemen overall. So when you look at the, the league as a whole, I'm scrolling down. You have to get to 44 and, uh, and William Svendahl of the Minnesota Magicians before you get to that. And he has 10 points, so he's only three points behind. But still, good to see Maryland create some offense as well as uh, shackle it down on the defensive side as well. Look at Michael Morelli, his stats. He's up there with a... Uh, 
with uh, five wins on the year. That puts him tied for second. He's uh, in the top 20 in goals against average. And you look at the uh, save percentage as well. Uh, he is uh, Luca DePasco in 15th, Michael Morelli in 18th in save percentage, both above 91%. So this Maryland team very well-rounded right now. It's just a matter of keeping that hammer down, keeping it going, just going through these teams. It's not going to be any easier, especially when you start seeing teams multiple times. But uh, the more you get out in front, the better off you're going to be later on in the season. So we will see what happens in Jamestown, New York this weekend. And uh, oddly enough, there was no Maryland Black Bear as a star or a second star. Connor Cole and Philip Tornquist got uh, honorable mentions for the star of the week. But uh, hey, what can you say? It is what it is. Uh, the other team that plays at a Piney Orchard team, Maryland. Let's not let's not overlook them. I put something up on ClutchandCrabHockey.com about how this team is off to a fantastic start. I mean, they lose the the only losses they have in their first ten games are to the uh, the league champions, the the reigning league champions in in the New Jersey Eighty Sevens in a three to two matchup, and then the Seahawks HC from the other conference of the EHL and a team that's you know has a track record of beating. Team Maryland, but again, 5-4, one goal game. So Team Maryland not out of these games at all, even the ones they lose, and they haven't lost often. And guess what? They didn't lose this week either as they swept the Protect Junior Ducks at home. Uh, first on Thursday, 4-1, to one, the final on this one. Uh, back and forth a little bit in the first period before Nick Graziano pots it home, makes it one nothing. Alex Newton and Jacob Kaczynski on the... Uh, Assist on that one. Midway through the second period, Kaczynski on the power play gets one of his own, puts Team Maryland up 2 to nothing. Farrell Din and Graziano on the assist. Then even strength under three minutes later. Uh, Alex Newton puts a goal home. Will Rosen and Carson Stickley on the assist, making it 3-1. Third period, uh, you know, it, it, in all in all, this wasn't even a matchup. I mean, while the, the, uh, the score may not be conducive of what was actually on the ice. It was a very tight checking matchup. Both teams got uh, equal amount of shots on them. It wasn't one team blowing away the other with offense. On uh, the third period, it finally paid off for ProTech as uh, Tyler Ebeling gets his uh, gets a goal about uh, just about the halfway mark. And then uh, Misha Derger gets himself a shorthanded goal. 4-1. to one. That's the final. Even strength. Power play. Shorthanded. Um, that's all you got to do. That's how you got to do it, baby. And then it's 4-1 the victory. Gideon Sullivan, 34 saves in the winning effort. Big, big win for Team Maryland. They kept it going Friday afternoon as uh, they win 4-2. Protech got off early on this one, though. They got up uh, even though they only had uh, half the shots that Team Maryland did. Uh, Team Maryland did score first. Kaczynski again from Graciano. And that made it one nothing. Then Protech gets back-to-back goals within a minute. Spencer Quinn on the power play at 12-34. And then Chris Cotter. Uh, Mr. Cater gets one in uh, just about, what was that, 50-some seconds, 48 seconds later, 49 seconds. Uh, it makes it 2-1 to one going into the break. But Maryland, they kept pressing hard, and they want to talk about back-to-back goals. Let's talk about Team Maryland getting some back-to-back goals here. Evan Donnelly on the power play. Will Rosen on the assist to tie the game up. And then, hey, 12 seconds later, Farrell Din right off the draw from Will Rosen and Nick Graziano, 3-2. to two, Just like that, turning on a dime, Team Maryland gets up. They uh, withstand, withstood the uh, the pressure that Protech put on their defensive end in the third, and Jacob Kaczynski on the power play gets his uh, gets another goal, his second of the night. Tommy Tracy, Owen Schmidt 
with the assist 4-2 to the final on this one. John Werber, 29 saves in the victory. And Team Maryland, they are going, uh, as the kids like to say, ham. I don't know what kids they are, but they're saying it. Uh, they currently sit atop the South Division 8-2-0 with a goal differential of plus 24, 8-2 in their last 10. Obviously, that's how math works. And when you look at it, they reign supreme in the East uh, Eastern Hockey League. Top of the division. Uh, you know, we are uh, pretty, pretty happy with this. This is the pipeline we're talking about. Josh Fusco has done a great job with his uh, team right there to make sure that this culture is not only ingrained in the team, but it also goes through guys who may have graduated and then moving on to the next generation. Talk about Ryan Bottrell in the NHL. Nick Raziano leading the league in the EHL for points. Eight goals, 10 assists for 18 points overall on the season. So, I mean, you gotta you got to like those numbers uh, when you look at what's happening with uh, Team Maryland. I mean, you look at the goaltending. I mean, John Werber's got five wins. Gideon Sullivan has got uh, three wins on himself. Sullivan's got a 2-1-2 goals against average. Uh, and a 9.28 save percentage for the season. Werber's got a 9.11 or uh, 9.16 save percentage, rather, 2.68 goals against. So these guys are are pretty down pat overall, like top to bottom. This is a team that is again kind of akin to what the Black Bears are doing, as uh, this is a team that is very well rounded and showing it. Now it's just moving onward and upward from there. They will uh, now. Uh, I think they play this week. Let's take a look at the game schedule for Team Maryland. And they will play the uh, the Philadelphia Little Flyers at Piney Orchard at noon on Tuesday. So if you're in the area and you're this is before noon, go down and watch some free hockey overall. And then another showcase, it looks like, as uh, they will go up Sunday and Monday. Boston Junior Rangers on Sunday uh, evening, 6-10 Eastern, and the New England Wolves uh, on 10 a.m. on Monday morning. So if you got hockey TV... You can go ahead and peep those games as well. The Naval Academy men's D1 team, they went up to NYU uh, to take on the NYU Uians. I don't know what their mascot is. Not not going to lie to you. Uh, in any case, it was a bit of a sandwich game for the Naval Academy as they drop uh, this one 6-2, scoring the first and last goals of the game but NYU in the middle was a big deal. Michael Rokovich got things started early and uh, for the Naval Academy, 152 in. Anders Gilbronson with the assist on that one, both their first of the seasons, according to the ACHA website. Uh, then New York just took over. In the second period, there's only one goal. Jake Geller for NYU midway through gets it to even ground, and then the floodgate opens around midway through the uh, third period as, uh, yeah, NYU scores five goals in the uh, third frame within a time span of uh, five minutes and 30 seconds, thereabouts. James Long got it started. Uh, Jackson Olsen after that. Adam Peck for two, and then Isaac Davison closing that whole thing out before Nathan Hyden scores his third of the year from Evan Adams uh, at uh, 17-31. And that's all she wrote on that one. Casey McCormick, 24 saves in the uh, defeat. And uh, not uh, not the best kind of uh, result for uh, the Naval Academy, but uh, it, it, it is a result. They are uh, now 
Uh, 0-1-2 on the season, and they will go ahead and take on Delaware, at home and home in Delaware. This weekend, McMullen on Friday, I think, and then up to Delaware, the Hen House, uh, the home of the Blue Hens on Saturday. I don't think that's a real thing. Uh, One note of this for the New York University game. As former Team Maryland player, uh, Mac Bryce went ahead and had three assists in this game. Uh, and uh, yeah, good for Mac Bryce. Uh, he was he was a very big standout in that first Team Maryland EHL team. Uh, had a couple games with the uh, Black Bears as well before moving on to NYU. So uh, I guess a silver lining for Maryland fans in that instance there. The Navy women, they went down to Liberty and took on their uh, Liberty's D2 team and win. Two to one in overtime on this one. Uh, Liberty has some game has a game day kind of tweet for that. They didn't tweet out any of Navy's goals, uh, so I can't give proper credit where credit is due. And uh, the uh, DVCHC website not doing great for business uh, when it comes to trying to get scores up there for Naval Academy for some reason or another. So that's that. The Navy women went down to uh, to take on Liberty University and their D2 squad in a quite the matchup uh, for two games. On uh, Saturday night, it was a barn burner, or let me tell you. Saturday afternoon, rather, as this game started, as the Naval Academy came out on top 2-1 to one in overtime over Liberty. No scoring in the first and second. Very, uh, very, I guess, uh, quiet game offensively as Liberty... Uh, had nine shots through two, and Navy had 13. Uh, but things broke open uh, in the third period on the power play for Navy. Uh, Christina Cornello with uh, her first goal of the year. Brooke Gautier and Alyssa N- Nowicki on the assist. Um, that was at 6.34. minute and a half later, Camille Sponnog of the Liberty Flames ties the whole thing up. And then we go to overtime. While on the power play there, Elizabeth Perry, first of the year, game over, Navy wins. Uh, Julia Chenoweth, uh, 23 saves in the winning effort in this one. So a big, big win for Navy against a uh, a Liberty team that uh, likes to filter uh, their players all the way up to D1. So this is a program that's stacked from top to bottom. Navy had their number, and again on Sunday as well. As Navy wins 3-1 to one in this one. Delaney Adams, late in the first for Liberty. She gets them on the board very quick, or not very quickly, but within the first period. Her first of the year. Nothing happened in the second. Then Navy just took over offensively in the third period, outshooting Liberty 15-6. to six. Uh, Minute 50 in, Kirsten Wheelock with, the, uh, with her first goal of the year. And then things kind of went back and forth a bit. Navy pushing, Navy pushing. Then Isabel Ross gets her first of the year at 12.04. Wheelock with the assist on that. And then with 36 seconds remaining, Alyssa Nowecki with her first of the year. Uh, Christina Cornello with the assist. And that is all she wrote. Chenoweth, 25 stops and another win. A sweep weekend for Navy's women's team. Huge, huge for them coming out of this one they will take on the university of maryland at the laurel gardens ice house this weekend uh so uh, if you can go down and catch it i believe it's on saturday night or saturday afternoon go go down and catch that uh that action in a battle of maryland navy's d3 back at it again they were uh, started their home slate of the schedule 
as they took on George Washington University on uh, the eighth. That's Friday night, and it, it was a bar. You want to talk about uh, scoring? This was the scoring, twelve to seven, the final in this one. Uh, George Washington goes goes ahead, and uh, they take this one uh, for that. Uh, so that was. You want to talk about fire wagon hockey? That is the way to be on that one. The problem is no uh, no score sheet on the CHF website. So I can't credit the goals, nothing like that on this one. But uh, Navy went back again, and they go ahead, and they play Newman the next night, and they get a big victory on this one. So uh, they did have – I saw the little – the last parts of this one. The CHF has a interesting situation when it comes to uh, their overtimes. It starts a 4-on-4 overtime and then goes to a 3-on-3 overtime. All right, cool. Whatever. In any case, Navy was down by two uh, going into uh, the last few minutes of play. Uh, three minutes to play, six to four. They were down. Anderson puts one home. Chris Savetti, uh, Savetta with a goal of uh, 47 seconds left to put it in overtime. Four and four didn't happen. And then uh, Savetta with the game winner in second overtime, 29 seconds in, seven to six. Navy over Newman. And uh, they get off to a split weekend on that one in their new federation, a new conference. It's a good time for everybody in the AAC, ACCHL. Uh, so Navy D3 putting up a at least a dub on the weekend. So that's always a plus for that. Towson went up to the Pittsburgh area. They took on Duquesne this weekend. And um, it was not a good time for Towson, I would have to say, as they uh, get swept by Duquesne uh, Friday night. Uh, not a great one. Seven to two, the final on this one. As Decane gets out to a uh, a big four nothing lead, potting four goals within ten minutes. As uh, what is this insurance goal? What is what are you doing, ACHA? What is wrong with this box score? In any case, uh, Towson goes down four nothing thanks to a goal. Cody Riser with two goals back to back. Then Nicholas Martucci and EJ Pohl. Puts up goals for Duquesne to start off with. Uh, Duquesne then scores shorthanded as uh, Hayden Feck with the uh, with a goal after a penalty. Uh, Jack Callahan with his fifth of the year uh, gets Towson on the board. Colin Mercier his first assist. Jack Ellis his second of assist on the season. Uh, and then after an EJ pull goal, Daniel Ludwig goes in net for Alex Stella. And then before the end of the second, Ryan Gilroy. Gets his first of the season, Colin Mercier, his second of the year. Game ended um, a while ago, but the last goal of the game, Duquesne scores C.J. Simone with the, his second of the year. Uh, just about 12, 12.01 left in the game, and that's all she wrote for that one. Alex Stella gets the loss. He had 11 saves on 17 shots. Daniel Ludwig, 20 saves on 21 shots uh, in his partial appearance there. Things a little bit better, but the same kind of result. Uh, a loss for Towson, 4-2 to on this one. Towson gets up early. Daniel Ludwig gets the start on this one, and Towson got up early and quickly as they score two goals within uh, 52 seconds of each other. Jack Ellis is fifth of the year from Samuel Rudnick, and then Justin Brown, his third from Ryan Gilroy, puts Towson up 2 nothing, and then DeCane just uh, went ham in the second period. Cody Reiser. He goes ahead, gets one, 7.38 into the frame. Then Samuel Hohen with his second of the year and Steven Della with his uh, third of the season uh, just to end out the second 
period on that one. Then Hayden Feck gets a empty net insurance goal with uh, 42 seconds remaining, and that's all she wrote. Four to two, the final in this one. Ludwig 31 uh, saves in the defeat, and uh, yeah, so Towson uh, now goes ahead. They will focus on uh, who will they focus on next? Let's look at their schedule right now. They'll now focus on uh, Westchester. Oh, that was postponed. Uh, where am I looking at? Oh, there we go. University of Maryland, Friday. And then Lee. Uh, they'll stay at Ice World for that one. Then they'll go up to Lehigh University uh, on Saturday night to take on the Lehigh Valley uh, Hawks, it looks like. Some kind of pigeon. But they'll take on the D2 University of Maryland, who uh, did not play this weekend, uh, to my knowledge. So there is uh, there's that that we can look forward to. Another interstate rivalry going down uh, for uh, this weekend. Uh, staying in interstate, Towson women, they took on the Maryland women. Hey, foreshadowing what we're going to see this weekend. And this was a barn burner. You want to talk about how things can turn on a dime? Six to six, the finale on this one. From the Gardens Ice House as Towson and Maryland battle to a draw. Maryland gets out to a quick, quick lead when the first, uh, uh, what was it, four, 440. It took 440 for Maryland to get up uh, three, uh, three to nothing. Uh, started at 220 and then ended at seven minutes, so that's the math there. Elana uh, <laughs> Skolgham gets the uh, things going for University of Maryland. Connie Benson on the assist on that one. And then a pair of goals from Catherine O'Reilly, both on even strength. First one assisted by Christina Carabanova, and then the second one from Grace Carlo to make it 3 nothing for Maryland. Then with under five minutes remaining, Lane Sky scores for Towson, cuts the lead to two. Maryland again gets on the board quick, 105 into the second period, while Skolkholm gets her second goal of the, uh, of the game, as it were. But Towson fights right back with a, uh, with a goal three, 340. After that, Lily Warshaw with an even strength goal. Lane Sky on the assist. And then the 11 minute mark, Anna Kehoe, 4 to 3, cuts the lead to 1. But Catherine O'Reilly completes her hat trick, uh, 5 to 3, unassisted with 4 minutes remaining in the frame. Then Towson out very quick. Anna Kehoe says, All right, O'Reilly, you can score a hat trick. I can too. 30 seconds into the third, Kehoe gets uh, her second of the game, makes it 5 to 4. Then she ties the game. Uh, um, 33 seconds later, five to five, and then at the just about 15, 10, 15 remaining in the game, Emily Sellers puts Towson up six to five in this one. And you think things are out of the way? Nah, Christina Carbanova she puts the Terrapins even with 3:15 remaining in the game. Overtime solved nothing, and we got ourselves a tie in this game. Catherine O'Malley for Towson, 39 saves. Riley Chadwick for Maryland, 30 saves in a big, big scoring battle in this one. So uh, that's a hell of a game. That's a hell of a thing that we can look forward to. We'll see how this trans- transcends and manifests, and we'll go onward and upward from there. But uh, congratulations to both those teams for putting on quite the show. A dual hat trick game, you got to love that, don't you? So uh, uh, we will see what happens next week. Towson, they will go ahead. They'll take on, uh, who's Towson? They'll be at Westchester, and then Navy and Maryland take place this weekend as well. So another, a lot of interstate matchups going on. If you can go ahead, check it out. I, I highly 
suggest that you do so. Uh, it's always a good time to see these games happening and always a good time to see uh, see some hockey. Support the club hockey out there. Club hockey is college hockey. It's just not uh, sponsored. doesn't have the money behind it. I mean, we all, we all been there, right? So let's uh, go out and support your club teams and make things happen. Staying in the women's game for a bit, we will go to uh, Loyola University. They had themselves a uh, boy. They had themselves a a, a night on a Saturday night at Ice World. They took on the University of Pennsylvania, and they weren't very good hosts, as they smatter the Quakers ten to nothing. To be fair. If the skaters on the University of Penn side is correct, they only had five and two goalies. I hope that's not correct. Um, even so, okay. Uh, Loyola, they uh, early and often on this one, Astrid Chase, 658 in the first from Victoria Dunham, makes it one nothing. Then Sophia Theodore, five minutes after that, unassisted. Um, then 1739 into the frame. Uh, Serafina Brown for a three to nothing goal, and then less than a minute after that, Theodore with her second of the game. Second period, two forty four in. Emma Alexander gets her first of the game. Theodore on the assists, also Anna Soic with that one. Then six minutes later, shorthanded Alexander her second of the game. Uh, Dur- uh, Durham with the assist on that one, six nothing. Then Durham gets it on the scoring. A minute after that, 7 nothing at this one. Theodore then back-to-back goals, completing her hat trick plus one. Uh, she got a goal, uh, 13-36 to make it 8 nothing, and then 15-07, make it 9 nothing. That 9 nothing goal, Kelly Schull on the assist. And uh, Serafina Brown ends it in the second uh, with uh, 3-17 remaining. Abigail Carlson on the assist, no scoring in the third. You know, you kind of just let it, let it, let it linger there. As it is ten to nothing, the final. Grace Lunder eight saves in this one. Not much work needing to be done uh, for her, as Loyola has not let up a goal this season. They have shut out both their competition, and now they will go on and take on Maryland uh, October 29th. So they have themselves a three or two weekend break before they're back to work. So we will see if they can keep that hot hand going when they take on Maryland at the end of the month. Checking in on Stevenson University. Uh, pretty sad predicament happened this weekend for the D2 squad. Uh, they were supposed to take on Georgetown, but due to some issues with COVID for Georgetown, that got canceled. So away we go with that. No game, no uh, reschedule as of yet. So now Stevenson, the Green Horses, look forward to a home-and-home against Maryland this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, I believe, or Friday and Saturday. Um, I'm looking at the thing now. 10-15 and 10. So Friday they will take on uh, at at Maryland, and then Saturday they will take on um, – or sorry, Sunday they will take on at uh, Reisterstown Sportplex. So uh, there we go. The uh, D3 has the weekend off because D3 went up to Adrian this weekend. Uh, They had themselves an interesting situation. Uh, Adrian is one of the top teams in the nation in D3, fourth in the country, and uh, Stevenson's D3 is new. This is only their uh, third or fourth game. So they go in hot and heavy, and there we go. 5 nothing defeat on Friday night. Peter Skidmore, 56 saves, though. 
in a 5 nothing. I mean, they're just shooting things up there. And then on uh, Saturday, as or sorry, on Sunday, that was Saturday night, and then Sunday, 5-2 uh, to lost. Mike Vitti with 61 saves as they keep on firing. Uh, Melvin and Doan with the goals. Uh, Doherty with the assist. And that's it. I mean, I think going into this, one of the D, uh, the Stevenson fans said, hey, if we score a goal it'll be uh, this weekend, it'll be amazing. So you get two of them. So you average the goal a game in this one. So I think that's a, a good a good marker and a good test for the Stevenson team. They only had 10 skaters uh, available, and they still take the uh, fourth-ranked team in the nation to a pretty, you know, it wasn't a, a sizable loss, I would have to say. I think when you look at it this way, if we're taking Silver Linings playbook into this whole situation, um, the goaltending was huge. The defense was seems to be, oh, oh, you know, with 10 skaters, you can only do so much. And by Sunday, the legs are bare. Who knew that they can get two, uh, two goals out of this? So props to Stevenson's D3 team, young team, building season, uh, to take on a team like Adrian um, and uh, be pretty, pretty close to him, I would say. All things considered, um, props to them. Tip of the cap on this one. Not the results you want. You you want to get a, a win or two, but hey, doff the cap to this one as uh, they move forward. Uh, they are off this weekend, so they will uh, have a much deserved rest before coming back the week after. I know we're running long, but let's get to some players. Why not, Pop? Why not, Pop? Um, so we will go down. Sam Annis has been assigned to the Springfield Thunderbirds, so he will be playing there uh, this season in the AHL. Probably be a call-up for the St. Louis Blues every now and again. Um, an interesting note for Lacey Eden. She is not with the Wisconsin University Badgers. She is with the national team, U.S. national team, for camps that are up there. Wisconsin started their season, didn't see Lacey Eden on there, and then I saw, oh, yeah, she's it's, it's a development camp. So there's that, getting prepared for the Olympics this season, or this, yeah, this coming up winter. So that's pretty, fingers crossed that she can make the cut for that team uh, in the uh, in the, in the the whole thing. Yeah, so there we go. I don't know what the hell I was saying on that one. Uh, Anthony Domina, we missed it last week, or I missed it last week, not we. Uh, two assists against the Austin Bruins. Uh, in a split weekend for the North Iowa Bulls. Nothing this weekend as they swept the My, uh, the Minot Minotauros on that one. Patrick Giles and the Boston College Golden Fighting Soaring Eagles. Uh, they started their uh, their season this weekend, uh, and Giles uh, got himself a goal in the Friday night's affair against Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, I think, won an OT. In this one, and then he got nothing on Saturday as they took on Holy Cross. Uh, so one goal so far this year for Giles in his, uh, it looks to be senior season, unless he took that waiver. I don't know how the whole waiver things go. Uh, in any case, uh, Giles on the board. Oh, we will have to t- peek in at him every now and again when it comes to as the season starts. We'll still have to see how things start with uh, Bryce Montgomery in the OHL, but Adam Varga in the OHL got himself started as he played. Uh, he's played three games so far uh, this whole weekend. He gets himself two assists on the weekend, uh, one uh, on a win against Kingston on Sunday, and then on Monday an assist in a big win over Oshawa. So Adam Varga starting his twenty-year-old uh, uh, season, his overage season, uh, pretty pretty well with uh, two assists in two games. 
so you got to like that. Three, uh, three, two assists in three games total overall for the Ottawa 67s, especially after losing the season last year. While in goal, Alex uh, Poyer, we mentioned him last week, got his first win uh, in a shootout decision uh, this weekend for uh, Aveska uh, SKJ18, 1-0-0 on the season for him. So that's pretty uh, pretty huge on that one for the 16-year-old over in uh, Sweden to get his first win. Frederick, Maryland native, uh, getting things going over there. Andrew Takis this weekend had uh, two games against the Johnstown Tomahawks. First game did not end well for him. Uh, let up four goals, got pulled uh, 12 out of 16 saves, but bounced back on Saturday. Gets put in net, only lets up one goal in a 3-1 uh, to one win for New Jersey. 23 stops on this one on the season for him. 2-3, two, 2-0 two oh with a 9-20 save percentage and a 2-38 goals against for Takis. And I think that's it. I will I'll say that's it. That's it. Um yeah. Thank you guys. We've we've done it. We've done it again. Another long one, but it looks like this is going to be the uh the way it's going to be. You guys have a wonderful week. Uh catch all the games on Hockey TV if you can't go up to Jamestown or if you can't get to the uh the uh, Piney Orchard Ice Arena for Team Maryland on Tuesday or up to Boston for the showcase on the week. Um I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, the Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Faceoff Hockey Show and Media Faction. All the socials, Chesapeake HW Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want those fancy, fancy photos of the Maryland Black Bears, Johnny P has got your hookup there, facebook.com slash Radio for all that stuff there. Um, until we speak to you next week, you guys stay healthy, stay happy, play that clutch and crab hockey, and I will talk to you next time through. Peace. <laughs>